Chapter Five. After a long absence, large, spectacular hatches of mayflies have returned to this part of the Mississippi River, a sign that water quality has improved. Mayflies spend most of their life cycle feeding at the bottom of the river as immature larvae. Every spring, winged adults emerge from the water in a mass hatch, filling the air above the river in dazzling swarms of mating males and females. Within a day, the adult mayflies mate, lay their fertilized eggs back in the river for the next generation, and die within a few hours. At times, the dead mayflies pile up in drifts so deep that street sweepers have to clear them from the roadways. Thousands and thousands of dead mayflies make streets and bridges dangerously slippery for cars and trucks. Look down to the bank of the river just below the concrete grain silos. To the left, you'll see the site of Fountain Cave, a series of large chambers hollowed out of the sandstone by a clear water stream that ran through it. Fountain Cave was a well-known landmark for tourists arriving by steamboat in the 1830s and 40s. The cave opening was bulldozed during road construction in 1962. The first European settler in this area, a one-eyed whiskey peddler named Pig's Eye Perrant, lived at Fountain Cave for a short time until the U.S. Army commander at Fort Snelling evicted him in 1838. The settlement across the river was originally called Pig's Eye Landing after Perrant. The town was eventually renamed Saint Paul because of the influence of the growing Catholic community. Somehow able to stand here in the same place 12,000 years ago, the largest waterfall in the history of North America, higher than Niagara Falls, would be roaring beneath our feet as the ancestral Mississippi River thundered 200 feet down over a rocky ledge to the river bottom below. This giant waterfall continued cutting away at the layers of rock for thousands of years, moving the fall steadily upstream from St. Paul and carving the urban canyon the Mississippi River now flows through. This ongoing erosion continued up to the present site of St. Anthony Falls in the city of Minneapolis. Settlers were drawn to the river there and began harnessing its power, first for lumber mills and later for flour mills. The new city of Minneapolis grew up around the remnants of that enormous waterfall that was here 12,000 years ago. There are still five smaller falls on streams along the gorge here in the Twin Cities, including the famous Minnehaha Falls just upstream. No other stretch of the Mississippi River has waterfalls along its banks. Our long-gone waterfall is the reason why the twin cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul are where they are. When steamboats began arriving here in large numbers in the 1840s, the rocky slabs of limestone and shale left behind in the river as the waterfall moved upstream kept steamboats from going any further upstream than St. Paul. 
This made it the official upper limit of navigation on the Mississippi River. The head of navigation eventually reached Minneapolis when the lock and dam system permanently raised the level of the river. The power of St. Anthony Falls led to the construction of the mills that attracted so many people to the city of Minneapolis, which eventually grew to be the larger of the Twin Cities. The area along the river below and to the right was a neighborhood of Italian immigrants starting around 1900. Unfortunately, a disastrous flood in 1965 destroyed that neighborhood and scattered its residents across the city. Later, intensive industrial use and the waste it left behind led to the area's designation as an Environmental Protection Agency Superfund site. After years of cleanup, the new condominiums and apartments were built behind a protective levee. Public trails for walking and bicycling were built between these new homes and the river. Now almost the entire Mississippi River corridor through Minneapolis and St. Paul has an unbroken stretch of public trails and parks.
19th century, European settlers built their homes and businesses in this neighborhood that connected the city of St. Paul and Fort Snelling. The U.S. Army Post built just upstream at the confluence of the Minnesota and Mississippi Rivers. The first farms in Minnesota were settled along the broad, shallow floodplain of the Minnesota River upstream from here. As you leave the High Bridge, you'll go ahead two blocks and take a right on McBowell Street. Tune to Chapter 6 when you reach McBowell Street. <laughs>